Today's message comes from the book of Philippians, chapter number 3. And we're going to read starting in verse number 11. The Bible says, If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. In this verse, the Bible uses a word here. Mean to, is, the word is apprehend. This is a word that is often used in police work. It will be said that the policeman has apprehended someone. To apprehend means to arrest, to obtain, to take, to grab. And what Paul is saying here, he's saying that he has not apprehended. Uh, he, he is saying that he is still pursuing Christ and everything Christ has for him. He has not arrived at his destination. He is not finished. He keeps pressing on. He has not arrived at his destination. Verse number 13, it says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. The Bible here is telling us that Paul had counted himself to not have arrived he was not everything he should be or wanted to be in Christ. He was still working towards perfection, if you will. He was still working towards Christian excellence. He was still working towards being what God wanted him to be. And in order to do that, he said, I forget those things which are behind, and I reach forth unto those things which are before. Now, oftentimes, this message, I believe, is slightly, or I should say this verse, is slightly misunderstood as to what Paul is saying to us. When he says that he is forgetting those things which are behind, Paul, nor the Bible, is telling us to forget everything in the past. That's not the message. And I'm going to explain that to you, so pay, pay attention to me. What he's talking about here is he is forgetting his triumphs. He's forgetting what he's accomplished. Or I could put it this way, he is not satisfied by what he's done and accomplished in the past. He's put those things in the past. Yes, he's reminded of it, and it might be an encouragement to him, but it's not his goal. His goal is looking forward. His goal is to accomplish more for God. His goal is to do more for God. His, he is not satisfied on that which he, he's accomplished, but he's pressing forward to do more. You must forget about past accomplishments, meaning that you cannot find your satisfaction with what you have done 
and where you are, you must keep pressing forward in order to please God and to continue to be in the way of righteousness and in the way of excellence and in the way of blessing. The only way to get better, the only way to achieve more is to consider yourself to have not arrived at your destination. The Bible admonishes us. The Bible implores us. The Bible begs us. The Bible teaches us to look forward and backward. And this verse is not telling us not to look backward. It's teaching us don't get satisfied with what you've done. Because the Bible does teach us to look forward and backward. No one can succeed in life without having a keen eye on both the past, the present, and the future. And when we talk about the future, we use words like saving. Saving is a good thing. We save up money for the future. The Bible says lay up treasure in heaven. That's looking to eternity. The Bible teaches us to do that. When we think of uh, remembering, when we think of the past, we are remembering. The Bible is filled with the idea of remembrance. Without remembrance, we cannot give thanks. The Bible, the Bible corrected, or I should say God uh, corrected his children of Israel because they forgot him. They didn't remember the great things God had done for them. In the very act of baptism, we are remembering what Christ did when he died for our sins. In the very act of participating in the Lord's Supper, what some people call communion. We are remembering the blood and the body of Jesus. So the Bible certainly teaches us to remember the past, to think on the things of the past and use them as inspiration and use them as a, a source or, uh, to remember what we're to be thankful for and to praise God for. And the Bible tells us to look to the future and to save and to redeem the time and to serve him because he's coming back. And the Bible also admonishes us to be aware of our present. This is the day which the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. A man who forgets the past is doomed to repeat it and to repeat his failures. A man with no expectation and hope for the future is a lazy man and a drifting man. You won't work hard unless you're looking towards the future. If you don't have the future in mind, you'll be lazy, and you won't have direction in life. All of life is centered around looking forward to the cross when it comes to the Old Testament. When we read the Old Testament scriptures, the people of the Old Testament were looking for the coming Messiah. 
in the New Testament, we look back at the risen Savior. The Bible certainly teaches us both to look to the future and the past and the present. The key is how we look back. And the key is how we look forward. And the key is how we look to the present. We're not to look back to the past and find satisfaction in what we've done and who we've become. But we're to find inspiration to keep reaching forth and doing more for God. We're not to look to the future and get our desires on the things of the world, but we're to look to the future and consider that one day we'll stand before Him and be judged according to what we've done for Him here, and He'll reward us according to that. Now, we don't get into heaven based on what we do for Him here, but we get rewarded in heaven based on what we do here. And so Paul is teaching us, or I should say Paul is not teaching us to forget the past. He's saying, don't look at the past and be satisfied in it, but may it be an inspiration to us. We're to be hungry to do more. We're to be hungry to do better in life. And that's the message Paul is preaching here. He says in verse 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Now he says that those of us that are perfect are to be thus minded. What does that mean when he says perfect? You know, oftentimes when we read, we don't understand the word perfect. The word perfect doesn't mean without fault. In the Bible, the word perfect means mature. It means complete. It means someone that has grown from childhood to maturity. And what Paul is saying here is, is if you are a mature believer, if you have grown in the Christian faith, then you need to be of the mind that you have not completely arrived. If you are truly a mature believer, then you will not look back at the past and say, hey, I've arrived, I've completed everything, I've done everything God wants me to do. No, if you're a perfect believer, if you're a mature believer whose mind is thinking straight, you'll look to the future and you'll keep pressing toward the mark of the high prize uh, of the calling of Christ Jesus. The high calling, the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. There's always room to grow in the Christian life. There's always room for getting better. Verse number 16, it says this, Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, whereto we have already attained, let us Walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. Notice the emphasis on the mind. That is where we fight the battle, in our mind. If we're not thinking straight, we won't do right. And we must get our minds focused correctly 
how we view the past, present, and the future. It is impossible to move forward in the Christian life properly without looking to the past, present, and the future. I want to talk to you about those three things today. Looking to the past, the proper way to do it, looking to the present, and looking to the future. Looking to the past. You can put it this way. To look back properly, to look back the right way, you must always be looking forward. The man who only looks back will be of the wrong mind. Because if you only look back, you'll either be satisfied with what you've done, or you'll be so discouraged by what you've done, you don't want to move forward. So when you're looking back at the past, always keep in mind that if you're not looking forward also, then your view to the past will only put you in a bad place. Because it will either give you a false sense of accomplishment, a false satisfaction, or it will discourage you. The right mindset looks back, but it looks back with this perspective that you also all have to be looking forward. The right mindset looks back for inspiration, for encouragement, for reminders and lessons. But the right mindset looks back and, and, or I should say, the right mindset looks back and gives thanks. The right mindset looks back and sees the goodness of God. And we should look back every day. Every day of our lives, we should be looking back, thanking God, praising God, and finding encouragement to keep moving forward. That's the proper way to look back. That's the proper perspective for looking back. We don't find satisfaction in what we've done. We find encouragement to do more. We don't allow it to discourage us. We allow it to encourage us to keep going. Looking back should help us to see the present more clearly. Looking to the present. It is important that we're willing to take inspection in our life. When Paul is talking to us here in Philippians, he's thinking of the present. And he's saying, in my present, in this day that God has given me, I'm forgetting the accomplishments of the past. I'm not, being, I'm not satisfied in that, and I'm looking toward the future. I'm working today in the present like tomorrow is coming. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 28, but let a man examine himself. Let a man examine himself. It is important in the Christian life, yes, that we not get discouraged, but it's also important in the Christian life that we confess sin. It is also important that we see our need to do better. And that's not going to happen if we don't examine ourselves, if we don't get into God's Word and say, God, open thou mine eyes. The psalmist in Psalm chapter 19 and verse 12, he said, who can understand his error? And he asked God to help him see his secret faults. 
We must be willing in the present to examine ourselves. Have we gone backwards in our Christian life? Do we need to make improvements? Are there any regrets in our life? If you don't have any regrets, then you're probably not looking at the present correctly. Because there's always something we need to be doing better. Always something we need to be pushing to do in a different way. If there's no change, if there's no need for change, then it's because we don't see a problem. And if we don't see a problem in our lives, that's a problem. We should see a need for change in our lives. You should see need for improvements. If there's nothing you would change in your life, then you're not going to grow. And your future is not going to be as bright as it should be. A life with absolutely no regrets is one that lacks the proper perspective and one that lacks Christian maturity. You cannot affect the future properly without seeing the need for change in the present. When we look to the past, we need to look to the past daily and give thanks and find encouragement in victory and find uh, a source of, of praise. When we look to the present, okay, but not be happy with what we've accomplished. When we look to the present, we must be willing to inspect ourselves, to see how we're doing, to see a need for change, to see a need for improvement so that we can move forward. And then looking to the future. Good thinking requires looking to the past, to the present, and the future. Our future look, how we see the future, how we look into the future, should be a matter of faith. Our future, or looking to our future, should be based upon hope in God's reward. It should be a fear of being ashamed before Him. If we're going to live our present correctly, then we must be looking to the future expecting to meet God, expecting His reward, and in fear of not being rewarded by Him. A fear of being ashamed of how we've lived our lives. Looking to the future guides us in the present. Because without a proper goal, without a proper target, without looking ahead, we have no compass for the present. A compass is, is something that guides you. It's something that helps you find your direction, north, east, south, west. And the future is very much a compass to our present to help us to stay on track. And that's what Paul's teaching here. He's teaching a mindset that he's looking forward. He's reaching forth. 
He hasn't apprehended yet. He hasn't arrived at his destination. He hasn't become everything he needs to be in Christ. He keeps pressing toward the mark. And that's what we knew. We need we need to do. We need to look to the future. We need to look to the past. And we need to look to the present. In the past in the present speaking to us. And he's looking to the past and he's looking to the future. He chooses to not dwell on his accomplishments, but he dwells on that which he's trying to accomplish. However, he recognizes that he is mature. He looks to the past and he recognizes that he has grown in the Lord, that he is perfect, complete. He has become an adult as a believer. He became mature by having the right mind. And you can take care of the present by properly remembering the past and hoping in your future. Many of you out there watching this broadcast right now, your present, it might be a mess because your future is not guiding you properly. You're not, you've not set goals that are godly. You've not, not set goals that are proper. And I would encourage you to think about that. Some of you right now, you're thinking you're okay. But in a year from now, two years, three years from now, your life's going to be a mess. Or when you stand before God one day, if you're saved, you're going to be ashamed because your future, your looking to the future, was only looking for what you could get out of this earth. A bigger car, a nicer house, a fancier clothes, a better job. That's not looking to the future the way God wants you to look to the future. God wants you to look to the future for when you will stand before him one day and then he will judge what you've done for him. And if all you've done is gain a bigger house or a nicer car and fancier clothes and a better reputation on earth, then you would have failed your God miserably. Some of you out there today, you keep looking to the past and beating yourself up. Oh, I did this, and I failed at this, and I, I didn't do this. Well, hey, listen to me. You still have today. You're not dead yet. There's still opportunity for you. Get into God's Word and forget about the failures and look to the future and see the hope that is in Christ. God can change you. God can help you. God can make your present and your future bright. But you've got to stop allowing the past to discourage you. I got saved when I was almost 21 years old, 10 days before my 21st birthday. I had a horrible life. But God saved me. And as I began to get to know Him and read His Word and go to church... God began to change me. He's given me a beautiful life. He can do that for you as well. And I stand here today, and I don't look at just what God has done for me and rest upon that and glad with that. I keep looking forward because there's more. There's more. Look to the past properly. Look to your present properly. And look to your future 
properly. These things guide us. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Hour. Please contact us. We'd be glad to talk to you. We love you, and we thank you, and God bless.